Amen. We're coming for our scripture reading to the book of Judges, the Old Testament scriptures and the book of Judges, and turning to the 16th chapter. The book of Judges and the chapter 16. And we're coming here to read of an episode in the life of Samson. And actually, it's coming to the end of his life in this particular portion of Scripture. Judges chapter 16. We're going to read from the 21st verse. But the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza and bound him with fetters of brass and he did grind in the prison house. Howbeit the hair of his head began to grow again after he was shaven. Then the lords of the Philistines gathered them together for to offer a great sacrifice unto Dagon, their God, and to rejoice. For they said, Our God hath delivered Samson, our enemy, into our hand. And when the people saw him, they praised their God. For they said, Our God hath delivered into our hands our enemy and the destroyer of our country, which slew many of us. And it came to pass when their hearts were merry that he said, Call for Samson, that he may make us sport. And they called for Samson out of the prison house, and he made them sport, and they set him between the pillars. And Samson said unto the lad that held him by the hand, Suffer me that I may feel the pillars whereon the house standeth, that I may lean upon them. Now the house was full of men and women, and all the lords of the Philistines were there. And there were upon the roof about 3,000 men and women that beheld while Samson made sport. And Samson called unto the Lord and said, O Lord God, remember me, I pray thee, and strengthen me, I pray thee, only this once, O God, that I may be at once avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars upon which the house stood and on which it was borne up, of the one with his right hand and of the other with his left. And Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed himself with all his might, and the house fell upon the lords and upon all the people that were therein. So the dead, which he slew at his death, were more than they, which he slew in his life. Then his brethren and all the house of his father came down and took him and brought him up and buried him between Zorah and Eshtaol in the burying place of Manoah his father. And he judged Israel 20 years. Amen. May the Lord be pleased to add his own blessing to this public reading from his own precious 
and infallible word. Amen. Returning together once again in God's word to Judges and to the chapter 16. We have been reading here about the end of Samson's life. I want to center my thoughts today around the verse 28, Judges chapter 16, and the verse 28. And here we read, And Samson called on to the Lord and said, O Lord God, remember me, I pray thee, and strengthen me, I pray thee, only this once, O God, that I may be at once avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. Just noticing there Samson's prayer for remembrance. O Lord God, remember me, I pray thee. Remember me. Let us unite together in a word of prayer and ask the Lord for help as we come to the ministry of his word. Our gracious and our loving Father in heaven, we come to return thee thanks for thy precious word. And we thank thee that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And we ask as we turn to consider the inspired record that thou wouldst take up thy word, O God, and apply it with power to each and to every heart that is gathered here and to others, O God, that would listen to the service. And we pray that thou wouldst use this message even to encourage hearts and to challenge hearts, and that as we minister thy word, we would know the help of God the Holy Spirit. Close us in now to thee, and glorify thy name in and through us. We ask these things for Jesus' sake. Amen. Well, on this day of national remembrance, we're coming to God's precious word, and we find here there is a prayer for remembrance. And it was prayed by one of the best-known characters in the Bible. It was prayed, of course, by Samson. And Samson is known for his great strength, but he is also known for his great weakness. And his great weakness was women. And in this passage, it reveals to us something of the consequences for Samson when he was overcome by his weakness. He ends up in a very sorry state indeed. If you were to look at the passage here in Judges 16, where we commenced our Bible reading, you find that Samson has now been blinded, but the Philistines took him and put out his eyes. Because of the consequences of his sin, he has lost his sight here. He's been blinded. The Philistines put out his eyes. Verse 21 also reveals to us that he's bound. They brought him down to Gaza and bound him with fetters of brass. And so he's been blinded because of sin. 
and he's been bound because of sin. And at the end of verse 21, it describes him there as grinding in the prison house and he's burdened because of sin. And so the devil will bring a very heavy price and consequences to pay for sin. There would be spiritual lessons here when we think of them being blind and bound and burdened because that is the consequence of sin. The enemies of God here, the Philistines, they come to make sport of Samson. They have gathered here in great numbers. There would be thousands of them come together to something of an auditorium. And they're gathering to worship the false god of Dagon, the god of the Philistines. And they're praising the god of Dagon for delivering Samson into their hands. And as they're praising and sacrificing to the false god of Dagon, they decide to bring Samson into the arena and they begin to make sport of him. What a sorry state. Consequences of sin. Samson, the strong, weak man, was being led around the arena by a lad. And they position Samson there. They set him between the pillars of that building. And those pillars that they set him between, they were the mainstay of that building. And it was there between those two pillars as he grabs a pillar in each hand that he begins to pray this prayer for the Lord to remember him. He cries out. He says, O Lord God, remember me, I pray thee. All around him is the noise, the shouts of the ungodly. All around him in his ears, he can hear the jeers as they make sport of him. But there within the heart of Samson, he lifts his heart to the Lord and he says, O Lord God, remember me. A prayer for remembrance on this day of national remembrance. And as we think very briefly and simply about this prayer for remembrance, I want you to notice with me firstly the reason for this prayer. Whenever Samson is praying, and those two words that stand out particularly, remember me. The reason Samson had to pray this prayer was due to his sin. He has been overtaken by the devil. The devil has got a grip there. The devil has got a foothold in his life. And because of those fleshly, sensual, carnal desires, he's lost out with God. And Samson is in a backslidden state. And he's lost the power that he once had from the Lord. He's lost the fellowship that he once had with the Lord. 
You see, the devil is a robber. And whereby the devil, in bringing the temptation before him, the devil was promising him pleasure. And the devil was promising him happiness. But he's blind. And he's bound. And he's burdened in the prison house. And they're making sport of him. They're laughing. They're laughing at the one who professed the name of the Lord. And the devil's crowd are using the occasion to praise and to worship the false god of Dagon. And we can see here in Samson's life, he has dishonored the Lord. He's tarnished and he's marred his testimony. This is a low spiritual ebb in the life of Samson, and yet he looks afresh to the Lord. And then those dire circumstances, he said, O oh Lord God, remember me. Remember me. Is there someone today and you've been overtaken by sin? The devil has got a foothold in your life. The devil has made inroads and he knows well your weakness. And the devil has robbed you of the joy of your salvation and he's robbed you of that fellowship with the Lord and he's robbed you of your power and service. There's a simple prayer today. Remember me. Remember me. Over in Isaiah, in chapter 49, there's a wonderful promise from the Lord. In Isaiah 49 and the verse 15, there's a question there. It says, Can a woman forget her sucking child, that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, she may forget. And then the Lord adds these words, Yet will I not forget thee. What a promise the Lord gives to his people. The Lord says, Yet will I not forget thee. We know that the Lord has given us many exceeding great and precious promises, even as the Lord said to Joshua, I'll not fail thee and I'll, I'll not forsake thee. And here he says, I'll not forget thee. We have good grounds for returning to the Lord and saying to the Lord, remember me. That name, Zechariah, is becoming a very popular name today for boys. That name, Zechariah, simply means Jehovah remembers. Jehovah remembers. And the Lord will never forget his people. I will not forget thee. And so there was the reason for this prayer, but I want you to notice, secondly, the restoration in this prayer. And Samson called on to the Lord and said, O Lord God, remember me, I pray thee, and strengthen me, I pray thee, only this once, O God. 
And surely you would see when Samson is coming before the Lord and he's saying, Lord, remember me and strengthen me. It's a prayer here for restoration. There's restoration behind this prayer. That restoration was personal. The personal pronoun singular, me, me. This was personal restoration for, for Samson. This prayer is an indication of his personal need. It's Samson who stands in need and he's praying here for himself. It's easier for us to look around at others and to see something of their failure and something of their imperfections. But there's a little chorus and it says, it's not my brother nor my sister, it's me, O Lord, that's standing in the need of prayer. It's me. Me personally. And this was a personal prayer for restoration. Remember me. I ask you respectfully today how is your personal relationship with the Lord? Are you saved? And how is your fellowship with the Lord? Are you in fellowship with the Lord at this very point? Personally, Samson needed the Lord to look upon him favorably and to look upon him in mercy, in grace, in love, and to visit him again for personal restoration. Remember me. The restoration was also gradual. Now we know that Samson would be forgiven in a moment of time as he would confess and turn in repentance to the Lord. The Lord would forgive him and the Lord would restore him and he would be restored to fellowship with the Lord in an instant. But as you read this passage of Scripture, there seems to be an indication of something of a gradual working there upon the heart of Samson. Just look, for example, at verse 22. And remember from the previous verse there, he's blind and bound and burdened. How be it? And there's a change with verse 22. How be it? Here's a change taking place. The hair of his head began to grow again after he was shaven. There's a how be it here. And the hair of his head began to grow. And we wouldn't want to make the mistake that Samson's strength was in his hair. It wasn't. But Samson's hair was an indication and the symbol of his vow before the Lord as a Nazarite. He had taken a Nazarite vow before the Lord. And though he had broken the vow and he had failed before the Lord... But the hair of his head began to grow again. Now, hair doesn't grow overnight. That takes time. And it seems to be that through this period of time, the Lord had been working upon the heart of Samson and drawing Samson back to himself and back to where he needed to be with the Lord. And sometimes sin can take us far away. You think of the parable of the prodigal son. And he went away into, it says, a far country. And whenever he decided to arise and to return to his father, he had to make the journey. 
In many ways, there's a journey back, a gradual restoration. Oh, the forgiveness and the fellowship can be there in an instant, but in relation to our service for the Lord and for Samson to be used again by the Lord and to experience again the power of God in his life, it seems that it would take time before he would experience that power again because he's tarnished his testimony. He's dishonored the Lord. You know what happened in the life of the psalmist David? You think of his sin with Bathsheba. And Nathan, who was sent of the Lord, he was one to come and to reprove David for his sin. And in 2 Samuel, the chapter 12, and in the verse 14, it says, How be it, there's that word again. Because by this deed thou hast given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme. David, by your actions, by dishonoring the Lord, you've given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme. The critical, condemning world that's looking on May we never give them occasion to blaspheme when they see how the professing Christian is living out their life. Remember me. Remember me. Restoration was effectual because Samson here has called upon the Lord God and as he's calling upon the Lord God, he's calling upon the Almighty. And he's calling upon Jehovah. The name Jehovah there is behind that title Lord and the black capital letters. And when those who are all around Samson are calling upon the false God and they're engaging in false worship, he'll call upon the true God. He'll call upon the only true and living God. And there's a confession of his faith. There's a clear confession of his faith. Even before the others, he will call upon the Lord God, the Lord Jehovah. It's a prayer of faith. Do you know, if we were reading of the life of Samson would probably be a surprise to us then to learn that he appears in Hebrews chapter 11. And Hebrews chapter 11 is listing all the faithful. And Samson's there. He's there in Hebrews chapter 11. The apostle writes in verse 32, And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson. Samson's mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11 as a great man of faith. And I would say that Samson, while there are areas in his life that we would not want to follow his example, yet we would say he's in Hebrews chapter 11 because of times. Like this moment when he prays, remember me. It's a prayer of faith. It's interesting there in Hebrews chapter 11 as it goes on. 
And it says of those that are mentioned, they quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong. There's Samson. Out of weakness were made strong. Remember me. There's his restoration to the Lord. So we've thought about the reason for this prayer and the restoration in this prayer. But thirdly, think about the result of this prayer. And going back to our Bible reading, those words that follow the prayer of verse 28. You look at verse 29. Here's the result of that prayer. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars upon which the house stood and on which it was borne up of the one with his right hand and of the other with his left. And Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed himself with all his might. The house fell upon the lords and upon all the people that were therein. So the dead which he slew at his death were more than they which he slew in his life. The power returned. It was the power of the Lord. The Lord used Samson again. He used Samson as an instrument here in his hand. The power of the Lord would rest upon Samson once again. And the Lord was pleased to use him once again. But some things didn't change. Yes, he received that strength and he was restored to the Lord, but... In effect, he was still a prisoner. He was still a prisoner. The consequences of his sinfulness. And he was still blind. The sight was not restored to him. The scars of sin, if you like, they're still remaining there. And sometimes you would get an individual and they have lived a sinful lifestyle, maybe smoking and drinking and all the vices of the world, and then they get gloriously saved and they're made new creatures in Christ. But there's damage done. There's damage done to the body through their sinful lifestyle, and those things will not change. It didn't change for Samson. His opportunities for service were now greatly limited. In fact, it was just this once. He had asked for that in his prayer. And he said, only this once, only this once. And the Lord answered that prayer. But surely you can see the lesson here of the perils and the consequences of sin and how the devil is a robber and how he wants to bring the Christian down. Then we see the further consequences there because Samson himself would die and he was willing to sacrifice himself. And on this day of national remembrance, we're thinking of those who made the ultimate sacrifice for others. But Samson died so that others would die. That's a difference. There's something of a contrast here. He was willing to lay down his life so that others would die. What a contrast that is. 
When you think of it in relation to our Lord and Savior, it's something of the opposite. The Lord Jesus Christ laid down his life upon Calvary's tree so that others would live. The Lord said, I am come that ye might have life and that ye might have it more abundantly. And on this day when we think about sacrifice, here's the greatest sacrifice of all, the Savior shedding his blood and laying down his life upon Calvary's tree. And through his death, thank God we can have everlasting life. Samson slew more in his death than he did in his life. But all through the death of the Lord Jesus Christ, we can have life everlasting. And if there's one today who has never come to the Lord Jesus Christ, you could pray this same prayer. You could say, Lord, remember me. Remember me. That's what the dying thief prayed when he hung upon the tree. You remember he'd lived that life of sin and he was there on the cross justly receiving the due reward for his deeds. And yet when he looked to the Lord for mercy and he looked to the Lord in faith and he said, Lord, remember me. The Lord said today, shalt thou be with me in paradise. Remember me. Oh, today we would want to learn from the life of Samson and to certainly avoid the mistakes and the pitfalls that he entered into. But oh, that today if there's one unsaved or backslidden, you need to come back to the Lord today. Here's a prayer for remembrance. Lord, remember me. May God bless his word.